Black history is Milwaukee history. It's Wisconsin history. It's United Way history. This month and all year long, we celebrate and reflect on the significant achievements of African-American individuals and organizations in our local community. At United Way, we are fortunate to partner with local nonprofits with a rich history of serving Milwaukee's communities of color. These organizations and the incredible individuals who lead them honor their rich legacies every day by continuing to fight for what's right, a just, equitable, and thriving community for everyone. These are their stories. From United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County, this is Living Local. I'm Dan Hurdom. On today's podcast, United Way's Katie Kuhn speaks to Jerry Howes, Executive Director of Pearls for Teen Girls, which has been providing support, mentorship, and leadership skills training to local young women, particularly young women of color, in our local community since 1993. But first, we hear from Miles Sai, a recent graduate of Marquette University and a Milwaukee Fellows intern at United Way, who connected with the current leader of one of United Way's most historic partners, an organization that has been a staple in the Milwaukee community for more than a century. When deciding which organization to highlight for Black History Month, there was a clear choice that came to mind without much deliberation. My connection to the Milwaukee Urban League originates with a great-grandmother and a great-grand-aunt who worked as an executive secretary and director of community outreach for this organization, respectively, during the 40s and 50s. At United Way, our continued partnership is not only a testament to our faith in the Milwaukee Urban League's ability to meet and exceed the needs of the Black community, but also speaks volumes to their brilliant leadership. Recently, I got a chance to sit down with the president and CEO of the Milwaukee Urban League, Dr. Eve Hall, to further discuss the importance of the Milwaukee Urban League over the years. We are one of the most stable historic urban advocacy organizations, especially focused on the causes for African-Americans that's still in existence today. While the Milwaukee Urban League has been a partner of United Way since 1949, their phenomenal work started far before that. You know, the Milwaukee Urban League is part of a greater movement. We have 90 affiliates around the country in 34 states and the District of Columbia. And Milwaukee Urban League was founded in 1919. We were founded to serve as a link for all the African-American families and individuals that were moving from the South to the North for um, employment opportunities, have better housing, better education, better health care, just an overall better quality of life. And there needed to be an organization, quite frankly, that served as that welcoming entity, that linking entity for African-Americans. And when this discussion first began, quite frankly, it was between Blacks and whites who understood what was happening at the turn of the century in terms of the great migration and in terms of our people moving from the South to um, Northern, Midwestern, you know, Eastern, Western cities and needing to have some type of advocacy organization that would help welcome them, 
link them and support them as they made their attempts to improve their lives. The Milwaukee Urban League has been in the Black community for quite some time. In fact, in 2019, they celebrated 100 years of service. While this milestone is noteworthy, this couldn't have been achieved without their ability to change with the times. Shifting their focus to meet the needs of the communities they serve has allowed them to not only continue to be relevant, but also be impactful. So if we you know, start towards the beginning and we think about the needs of the community, we actually, Miles, started a medical clinic and community drugstore for the purposes of providing health care support to our community. Um, when there was a lot of fights around um, racial discrimination in housing. Well, we played a key role in, in ending the legalized racial discrimination. Um, you look into these, the 60s where there was a lot of focus also on employment. And so for the Urban League, employment has always been a staple in our organization. And so we really began to strengthen our long-term employment programs. We actually lost launched a business development center for entrepreneurs um, because we know that entrepreneurial um, ventures in our community is so essential in terms of having our own control of our own destination and being able to hire others that look like us. Then we start to move into the 80s um, in which we um, became involved in apprenticeship programs, um, teen parenting prevention on-the-job trainings. Uh, as we go into the 1990s, we go into the 2000s, you know, we really, really deepened our focus on uh, workforce development and education programs. That, that really became our, our core of what we did. Today, the Milwaukee Urban League focuses their efforts in two main areas, but that doesn't stop them from being effective in other areas as well. Here in Milwaukee, we are especially focused on education and employment, but we advocate for quality housing. We, we advocate for access to quality health care. We advocate that entrepreneurs are able to have um, equal opportunities around loans and um, venture capitalists, etc. So, you know, we, we are concerned about all those aspects. We look at 2020, you know, last year was definitely, I mean, a year like no other. And so we, as most organizations had to pivot. And that meant that we were not serving clients in person. However, um, we had our job fairs, virtual job fairs. We continued with our driver's education programs. Um, we still helped many, many individuals find employment. At the Milwaukee Urban League, success comes from their dedication to making education, training, and employment opportunities available to all who could benefit, but also being a true champion for the Black community in Milwaukee. We're, what we're really focused on even more heavily now is advocacy work and looking at all these different critical issues and being a stronger voice in the community on how we can resolve and work together. We've established some monthly roundtables in which we invite um, leaders from our community, you know, whether it's business, nonprofit, um, police force, to have a conversation about whatever that topic may be, and then invite the community to chime in or ask questions. But 
It's been our way to inform, to engage and educate the community. The other piece has been um, a number of opinion pieces that I have written. So, you know, there've been articles in the journal, there've been articles in the Milwaukee Business Journal, Biz Times, um, our community newspapers. I just did something for the Waukesha Business Alliance. So making sure that we are out front speaking out on issues and speaking out on the importance that we all own what is happening in our communities of color because we're all interdependent. And in order for this to be a win-win for everyone, um, what impacts one impacts the other as you know, Dr. Martin Luther King always spoke about. Um, And the other piece would be just our participation, both myself, my staff, Um, and even our board members at times on different committees and task forces. But raising our voices in a way that galvanizes the community and galvanizes the best of thought from everyone. While the Milwaukee Urban League deals with a variety of programs open to community members, I set the stage for Dr. Hall to talk about some programs she's most excited about and wants people to pay more attention to. So I think we all know the road sometimes can be a dangerous place uh, to drive, <laughs> but, uh, and unfortunately our school systems are not providing driver's ed as they used to. So we have taken that on as being one of the sites that offers um, you know, driver's license uh, training. And it's so important because if people are trying to get to their jobs and don't want to depend on educate, they don't want to depend on public transportation, being able to drive is really important. So we have had an overflow miles of, of, our, of this program. So we're looking to expand because there are limited places in which people can um, get this service and education without paying a large sum of money. Um, the other thing that I think is, is really important is we've been able to establish over the last several years Youth Leadership Summits. And um, until COVID hit, we were actually hosting Youth Leadership Summits at Harley Davidson Education Center, uh, up to 100 students on a Saturday. And they were receiving leadership training. Um, You know, we had business and educational leaders coming in and speaking to primarily juniors and seniors. And we provided uh, laptop awards as well which students would apply for. Um, Just before COVID hit this year, we actually had, oh my gosh, between I think 150 and 200 fifth through eighth graders at the Tommy Thompson Education Center. And it was a STEM summit, which had all hands-on activities. And students changed stations, I think it was like every hour. And we had numerous businesses and organizations that were represented. Um, And I have to tell you, we received great reviews from our students who said that they wanted us to do it again. Empowering communities, changing lives. The Urban League motto is deeply woven into their structure and rings true in every aspect of their work. Understanding how to meet the needs of Milwaukee's Black residents while building upon their legacy has and will continue to allow the Milwaukee Urban League to be a staple in the community. 
we just continued to play a viable role in all the areas that I mentioned. And, you know, I go back to our core around civil rights, social justice, and economic parity. And during a time when so many organizations respectfully have struggled, and especially during this 2020 COVID, the Urban League was still able to rise to the occasion and um, be impactful to those in need. That was Miles Sai and Dr. E. Paul. Next, we'll hear from another local leader who's passionate about creating safe, supportive spaces for young women to thrive. Well, my name is Jerry Howes, and I am the very proud executive director at Pearls for Teen Girls. Pearls is an acronym that stands for personal responsibility, empathy, awareness, respect, leadership, and support. The organization has been a United Way program partner since 2013, with donations to the Community Fund and Healthy Youth Initiative, supporting their work educating girls about healthy relationships and teen pregnancy prevention. We practice honoring with the girls and with each other um, as we provide leadership development and self-development with girls fifth through 12th grade throughout Milwaukee. And we partner with different schools and community organizations so that we're able to go where the girls are to implement the programming. Pearls began in 1993 and was the brainchild of life coach and strategic planner Colleen Fitzgerald, who was inspired by research indicating the positive impact of gender-specific programming for young women. Colleen partnered with other women around the city from the nonprofit and education sectors, eventually bringing Pearl's programming to what was then Jackie Robinson Middle School. And Colleen would come in every week with her bag of tricks and some of the activities the girls liked, other activities they didn't. And when they didn't like what she had planned, she would ask, what would you rather do instead? And that really became the foundation of how we continue to operate. And as the story goes, they kept coming, so she kept coming. Over the ensuing years, Pearl's reputation grew and the organization expanded to other schools and community learning centers. Jerry met Colleen in 2001 and was hired as the organization's first program director. And now, I'm going on my sixth year as the executive director. I asked Jerry how, over 30 years of service, Pearls has continued to provide programming that is relevant to new generations of young women. We've been really fortunate because our staff is comprised of um, program coordinators who are women, full-time workers who are trained to facilitate and implement our curriculum but we also have what we call associate coordinators who are young women who are in college. And I'd say about 50% of those are alumni of the program. So our programming is put together based on um, this intergenerational team. 
like when they start groups on team building and understanding the the issues and that the girls in their particular group are facing and what are they interested in and then they go to work and figuring out how do they put together curriculum in our five different compass areas so all girls experience programming in one of five areas loving myself um figuring out what that looks like building healthy relationships what the heck does that look like striving to achieve heavy emphasis on academics and goal setting um, believing the sky is the limit and that's that um, college and career readiness career exploration um, work and then helping hands in the community you all have a responsibility to give back because if you're not a part of the solution you're part of the problem and so by focusing in those five areas and focusing on the issues and needs of the girls that they are serving in their particular groups. Because adults often adult young people. So being able to provide and create space where people get an opportunity to be a part of their own rescue, if you will, and work collaboratively to create innovative strategies, magic happens in those types of environments. 70 to 80% of Pearl's participants identify as African-American. And Jerry loves leading an organization focused on helping young women build the confidence they need to break down barriers and succeed. We really are like a family of women who uh, want to be our best selves and believe in each other to be that each of us can be our best selves and that we will change the world. Our alumni turn situations or turn generational expectations for them to um, just be statistics and they turn that on its head and they are teachers in our community. They are entrepreneurs and nonprofit leaders in our community. They are lawyers. They are doctors. They are business owners. They are engineers. And these girls are evidence. These women are evidence of what happens when you nurture having high expectations and belief in a young person. And they, too, start to believe. And one of the absolutely coolest things that I have been able to observe over my tenure or history at Pearls are these different cohorts of young women who become each other's personal board of directors slash sisters whom wind up being in each other's lives for lifetimes. When I think about our community, though it is Black History Month and thinking about the Black community, um, the Black community is strong when we know who we are and we um, unapologetically can stand true to our inalienable truths and nurture ourselves and each other 
but we could not be able to do it without the support of our allies from all different races and creeds. And so when I think about the community of support for Pearls, that community of support covers the gamut of races and genders and backgrounds and um, social economical levels. It's just a broad, beautiful tapestry of people who believe in what can happen when you believe in someone. Your donation to United Way's Community Fund supports critical programs at Milwaukee Urban League, Pearls for Teen Girls, and other nonprofits throughout our community. Learn more at unitedwaygmwc.org.